0: Half to
1: of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to support the stuff that you enjoy. Buy records, go see bands, buy t-shirts, etc., etc. We're not striving to be professional critics, make objective judgments, or be uh, tastemakers here. We're just putting new music in front of you, putting new music in front of ourselves, interacting with it, encouraging you to do the same. Don't take anything that we say seriously. Take it in stride. If you do anything else, that's your problem, not ours format of the show is very simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener-submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to and talk about them. That's all there is to it. If you want to submit music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make the sh- make sure the re- the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Just keep it brief, a minute or under, please. You can also shoot us a text if you feel so inclined. And if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. Listen podcast. Nate, you actually have stuff to talk about this week. I don't. You went home. Yeah, I went home. You went home for the the release of a Pittsburgh-centric, uh, hardcore book.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty good book, too. Yeah. Pretty uh, pretty good look at hardcore in Pittsburgh. It's called Through Our Eyes. Yeah. It's kind of a, you know, like, it's got a lot of photographs, From different eras, all the way from like the 80s up to current, pretty much. And it covers bands from, you know, the the 80s up to current. Sure. Um, Heavy emphasis on like, you know, basically 90s and now up up to like maybe 2010 or so. Sure. Right. Um, Yeah. Pretty decent book. It's a nice sort of like, like, I guess, uh, oral history, first word history from some folks, and just a nice accounting of who's who and who was where. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So pretty sick. Pretty sick project. Pretty sick job. And then I went and saw like the you know, the show associated with the book release at Preserving. Fun show. Yeah. That's a sick fucking venue. It is. I yeah. wish I had an entire church at my to my disposal. I think about it all the time. Right. Yeah. I
1: it's, mean I I think about that anytime I just see old buildings up for sale or whatever and just think of all the cool shit I could do with it. Yeah, them. I know.
2: But particularly churches. Churches are cool, man. You know, yeah. like particularly churches. I, it's it's uh you know,
1: Maybe it's because in there. First of all, they're usually outfitted with all, everything you'd ever all need. Cause, everything, because they have rec centers and, and shit like that, yep. right? So you got a full. You usually have at least a full kitchen. Mm-hmm. You have like a main gathering area with like a fucking gymnasium or something right. akin to it. So you got all the space you need. Right. You have all the cool little rooms off of the main area on the first floors. You got bell towers and shit. They're just great. It's
2: just plays nooks and crannies. Yeah. So, right? And
1: additionally, I think churches are so lame in their, like, their actual, uh, they are given use. Yeah. That yeah. the idea of repurposing and reappropriating a church is also attractive in that yeah. sense. It's like, damn, we're using this cool-ass building for something cool, not something lame. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. And as lame as it is, you can, you know, have fucking dying fetus play. Sure. While, uh, you know, the saints fucking look on. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You right? can do that. Yeah. Right. You can. It's your church. Do whatever you fucking want. Yeah. That's true. Right. Let a fucking carcass rot on the altar. Why not? Right. Yeah. As long as you came by that
1: carcass legally. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna face some issues. It's not any carcass. Oh, just any sort. Yeah, of Yeah. Just go oh, scoop sure, up sure, a fucking sure. carcass. Oh yeah. Just scoop
2: something up. Right. Yeah. Put it on the fucking altar. Why not? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. Sick venue, sick place. Record store, you see all sorts of shit. Yeah. Right? The record store, the preserving, preserving record store has some, like, legitimate, like, when you're looking through the stack, you go, holy fuck. You right. know what I mean? Sure, yeah. But then you look at the price and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Discogs prices, eBay prices. And I think I don't enjoy shopping for records anymore.
1: Not in the way that I used to, because just the idea of just getting a – Getting a gem. No, there's no chance. There's no chance. Because if you're if you're at a record store that has a good selection, then they know what they're doing and they know what they're looking for and they've priced it accordingly. Right. And if you're at any other type of record store, the sheer odds of you finding anything good are slim to none. Right. Right. Like the only place that I ever come across stuff that I would consider a genuine hidden gem anymore is in a non traditional record selling Yes, arena like the back of a flea market, the back of an antique mall, and I'm like, oh fuck, there are hardcore records back here. Right, that's it. That's it.
2: You don't find them at a record store. No, you don't. Record stores are kind of shot now. No, record stores are fucking spent. Yeah, um, officially here, you heard it here first. Record stores are fucking spent. Yeah, unless you uh, you know want to tap into your fucking 401k to buy a fucking deceased demo. So like, preserving had like I think three copies of Birth by Radiation, sure, on tape, like demos. I'm like, God damn. It. And I know they go for like, you know, you look at Discogs and it's like, okay, sixty to a hundred and twenty bucks. Sure, yeah. But it's like, God damn it. I wish that fucking page. I wish I wish that website didn't exist. I wish the concept of it didn't exist. Agree. I would say the other thing, because there's sir- a Hasipungo demo. Yeah. Okay. Hasipungo, you know, I mean pretty much the definition of like a niche 90s band sure you know ask anybody under 35 yeah you know if uh if they know who hossie Pongo is no yeah. you know what i mean and there was a there was a copy of um a cassette demo yeah uh for 69 dollars right and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! Like, I like Hassie Pungo when I'm paying sixty nine dollars for a fucking Hassie Pungo demo. At this point, it's like, it's not the intent isn't even to enjoy it. Sure. Yeah. Right. At this point, you're just you're just a fucking like billionaire, millionaire, art collector buying something. Yeah, exactly. To
1: accrue in value. It's the same idea. I think. Additionally, like the thing that really sticks in my craw with seeing eBay and Discog's prices in record stores, because certainly as somebody who works in some capacity in, in a retail industry, I understand the need or the, the basic desire to try to get market value on what you're yeah, selling. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, listen, I, I, I ain't fucking shitting on anybody for, like, you know, making the money where they can. Sure. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody's going to pay me fucking $100 for a fucking, yeah. you know, obscure, you know, Latino New York hardcore demo from 91.
1: Yeah. You know? Sure. Okay. But my counterpoint to that is when I'm selling stuff online, I'm asking the highest price that I think I could get for it. I'm actually probably asking maybe a little if it's really rare stuff, you know? Maybe I'm asking actually a little bit above market so I can accept offers and get around market or a little bit lower. But if I'm selling something in person, and I hear this all the time. I just did a pop-up a couple of weeks ago. And like I have stuff that regularly sells online jackets and shit for maybe 225. I got them in my booth for 150. And people are like, "Oh my God, you guys, you're basically giving this away." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not, because I bought you it for bought three dollars. Right? I bought it for three to five dollars, and my margin is insane right, on this. Right, right. And I paid sixty dollars to be here, and I'm gonna walk away from six hours of work with seven hundred dollars cash in my pocket for selling other people's gold clothes. And the principle largely applies to records too. And in general, I think if you have a brick and mortar or if you're selling things in person, one of the things that makes it attractive to buy from you is that you see something that you know goes for a certain amount online and it's undercut in the brick and mortar location, right? Like the, the going rate yeah. is undercut because you're like, oh fuck, it's right here. You're going to move more product. I move way more product and I end up making more money than if I had the jacket that's three hundred dollars priced at three hundred versus just pricing it a hundred dollars under market
2: and selling it. I don't know no I don't know shit about business and selling shit. Yeah. Right. I know a little bit all about all I it. know is it just saps the fucking fun. It does. When you see like a fucking return of Martha Splatterhead fucking record that I would certainly in person see in a store throw down 60, 70 bucks, 75 bucks for Like 150. Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. And it's just like, you're going to make those sales. I I do know a little bit. uh, I I know a little something about selling shit. And first of all, I think one of the first and foremost principles of like retail is product turnover. Like that's the whole thing, right? Like I talk about it with the the place that I work all the time is there's been a record, a Yola Tango record sitting up on the shelf since I was 16 years old, right? Well, you know, at this point, years and years, almost two decades. Right. It's never moved. And additionally, they've imp- increased the price as the Discogs and eBay price for this Yola Tango record has increased over the years. They've increased it in tandem. Yeah. Meaning only that the price range remains unattractive and no for one, their clientele. No,
2: no one fucking wants it.
1: Just put it up there for 40 bucks. You know what I mean? It's going for 80. No put one it. fucking wants it. I would buy it for 40. You know what I'm saying? I would have bought it for, <laughs> I don't know, two thirds of market. When I was 16. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just like, I, I don't, people do, do not grasp this principle. And you're right. It does take all the fun out of just yeah. going and looking for sh- I don't even care about right. going into a record store anymore. Like, I, the only thing I really look at is like, I look at like the bargain bin or something. Yeah. And the only oh, way I can. The only
2: thing I look at are the fucking like weirdo stuff like Terry Bradshaw sings the blues yeah. and like William Shatner or like Leonard Nimoy talking about fucking like. Sounds of the night. That's yeah. all I fucking look for at record stores anymore because I know i number one half the time. The fucking record store is just endless piles of fucking rock pop that I have to dig through. Yeah, for sure. Which yo, forget no it, yeah, forget no it. Way. Get some organization to your fucking shit. Agree. Which I will say, preserving does a good job at doing that. Very I well, shit about preserving here, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just saying, sure. like that brought it to my attention when I saw this fucking burnt by radiation, fucking I'm Like, god damn it, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause I've wanted that for a long ass time, for sure. Um, and there's three of them, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but like, at least they have it broken down by like, largely by format and subformat. So you know, AJ know they know what they're doing there with that. You know, the dude who runs the joint. Yeah. But like, yo, if I walk into a fucking record store and it's rock pop. Or just guitar music. I'll walk out. Yeah. I will ask. I don't give a fuck. I'll be like, hey,
1: do you not have anything classified by subgenre?
2: They'll be like, oh, no,
1: it's just rock pop. And I'll be like, all right, cool. Have yeah. a good day.
2: Especially especially if it's like new and used all mixed together. No way, dude.
1: Nope. nope. No way. Nope. No way. They didn't even, I mean, at the record store I work at, they didn't even have like a punk section until right. I started working there. And then my manager was like, well, since you're working here now, maybe we should put, put a punk section in. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking think, dude. And- we sell stuff out of it all the time because kids can walk right up to it and go, "Oh, cool! Here's Drug Church, a military gun, and turnstile, and here's other, here's the misfits, and here's this and that." It's just, of course, you should have a punk section and a metal section. Like, what are you talking about? If
2: there is any fucking reason that I could get behind for an age cap on being in the metal and punk, yeah, it's fucking record prices for sure. Like, once you are of an age where you can make enough money to afford those, yeah. you're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you're not allowed to buy them anymore. That's actually
1: probably a good call.
2: Right? That's a good you're call. You're out. Yeah. Sorry, you had your chance. Sure. Get the fuck out. Yeah. That's the only... Because, you know, the only people paying the, the only people paying fucking, you know, $100 for a fucking demo... Yeah. ...are, you know, fucking 50-year-olds. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. The only time I've ever paid money
1: like that is when I had... I was on tour in Europe and I had cash burning a hole in my pocket when I literally just had thousands of euros in my pocket and was like, "Hey, this whole fucking trip is paid for. I'll buy these Chain of Strength records." You know what I mean? Who cares?
2: On Discogs right now, yeah. Misfits Bullet, mm-hmm. right? Fucking original, original pressing, nineteen seventy-eight. Right? That's got to be over a thousand, right? So the high yeah. that it's ever sold for, three thousand dollars. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's low is nine fifty. Median is eighteen seventy five. In like two thousand four, yeah. around there, in like amoeba, the, the amoeba over in like Hayton Ashbury or whatever mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. They had the first like three Misfits, seven inches. What is it fucking uh, um, um,
1: Bulich? Maybe she
3: is whatever. That in the mix. I don't I know. know. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. had the first Hollywood three Babylon
2: hanging up on a fucking wall. Yeah, you know that I had like enough money that. Uh, you know, oh, Cough Cool. Oh, Cough Cool, like before, like the early, yeah, yeah, early yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, 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 sure. So they had those up on the fucking wall. Maybe they had three hits from hell. Anyway, it doesn't yeah, fucking sure. matter. Um, they were up on the wall for, I had like, you know, I don't know, $900 I could spend. Yeah. That was my record budget. Sure. I could have bought all three of those. Right. Right. Should have. Oh, yeah, dude. Should have. <laughs> oh, yes. Right? Yes. Because they were like around 250 to 350 each. Brother. Oh. Now... On Discogs and I'm gonna tell you right now, you're a you're a goddamn villain if you pay this. <laughs> there's one for sale for nine thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you're a goddamned villain if you pay this. You are antithetical. Yeah. You are antithetical to the entire ethos of what this shit is about. So there's a thing like, you know, that
1: people will sometimes people will uh, You're Martin Screlly. It, no doubt, yes. So sometimes people will collaborate in order to artificially raise the prices of things. Like that's a thing that happens with villainous. the It is activity. villainous. People do it with... Uh, people do do it with stocks. People do. I it don't with give a fuck about stocks. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying. Like they apply it applied elsewhere. It's also done. I've seen it done with like uh, vintage clothes, right? Where people are like, hey, we all have this. Let's do this. Or the video game market is uh, really. Who bad. Who gives a shit about them too? Fuck that shit. I like all that stuff. Set but on a fire. Put in a dump. Sure. Yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> but but as of, as I was saying, uh, I've seen it done with all of that shit, and uh, you so. I propose the inverse of this, where a bunch of people who have these yeah. very, very expensive uh, totems right? uh-huh. like who don't need the money right. just sell them for way under market yeah, yeah, all yeah. at the same time, right. Flood. and then you artificially deflate drop the market down. value. Just drop right? it down. Because people artificially inflate the market value all the time, especially with really rare stuff. Yeah. where. You can ask whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So then, other people who want to sell it, the only litmus test or metric by which they can measure it is like, oh, well, this person's asking nine thousand. Right. I guess I'll ask around there too. So you just get this artificial. And that's market what I'm inflation. saying. You're a
2: fucking villain if yeah. you pay for that, right?
1: Yeah. So everybody should just sell their early misfits records. All get together, put them on Discog, sell them for a
2: hundred a pop. I'm telling you what you should do is do some very, very, very good bootlegs. Yeah, like like indiscernible from the original.
1: Put them out there. Yeah, for sure. Although you can get you you will get you get nipped for that if somebody who gives a fuck. So, no one to find out. Oh okay, shit! All right. I mean, with that sort of
2: confidence, you can't go wrong. Right. Yeah. No one to find out. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, so I we propose know, it's just, that. It's just fucking villainous, man. So it's like I don't know. Like I, I felt like the last vestige of any hope I had for uh, anything. Mm-hmm died <laughs> great you know what i mean sure like like you know i was like well you know it, uh, at least i still got the record store to go to yeah no nah, not anymore not i not really like like nah. i don't I, whatever yeah i might as well just sit at home <laughs> right i might as well just sit at home and fucking hit buy now yeah well sure yeah I right? mean, like what's the point of me coming what's yeah. the point of me showing up and digging through your fucking endless stack of ill-sorted records not preserving hardcore. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, speaking Whatever. broadly, yeah, right. What's the point of me fucking going through your seven inches that are crammed so fucking tight? I got to pull thirty of them out just so I could look through sure. the rest of them in the comic book box. Yeah, what's the fucking point?
1: I agree. Uh? I mean, that's why I still. Uh, that's why I still. Find such joy in digging through people's old fucking barns. It's and it's stuff. it's
2: a hopeless situation.
1: It's the last place. It's the last place. It's just literally just going out into the boonies and being like, "Hey, man, this is the kind of stuff I'm looking for." And they say,
2: like, "I'm in the basement. I got some shit." Yeah, that's the last.
1: Right. That's why. That's, I, that's that's the lifeblood of how I still yeah.
2: like. It's 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 why I gotta find like those really fucking battered by their problems and uh, desperate old punks. There you go. Right. There you go. <laughs> Take advantage of some I people just, down like, on their like, luck. Are you a desperate old punk looking to sell records? Sure. I'll give you more than the record store. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: but markedly less than eBay or Discogs. Right.
2: Well, dude,
1: I mean, that's part of... That's part of what I do, but not in the sense that I'm taking advantage of people who are down on their luck, but people who just want to cut out the middleman and not have to package stuff up and sell it online. It's like, look, I'm not going to give you market for this, but I'll take it off your hands for a decent enough price. And like you won't have to think about it or deal with it in any way whatsoever. Right? Those people are still out there. But that's the thing. I think private buying from honey holes that you don't tell any other living humans yeah. about other than your very close friends is the last bastion of still getting a thrill that's it, that's it. like buying find cool s- stuff
2: find some fucking widow you know yeah whose partner was into this shit and died sure and rip her off <laughs> that's it that's right? the last oh he had a whole pile of records i'll give you a thousand for all of them yeah 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 yeah, yeah for
1: sure right they think they're getting the deal. A thousand
2: the dollars hell, man, hell you know you're a fifth away towards a tombstone <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, uh I was just uh I was just reflecting today. I uh I left my uh my girl's place and uh right down the street from where I told you I did a bunch of crazy garage selling up there. Uh and it was just, you know, it's the, truly the boonies out in the fucking forest, mm-hmm. right? So I'm finding crazy stuff up there and uh I found like we found a Russell Woodard like mid 60s like aluminum frame coffee table mm-hmm. that goes for fifteen hundred two grand right in that range and it was on her block and we just like walked down and we saw it we didn't know exactly what it was when we saw it but we're like that's like mid-century shit i mean it's you know decent little piece and we're like if the you know if it's this much or under we'll buy it and we're like how much do you want for this and the woman was like oh geez i just want to get rid of that thing it's been sitting out here forever eight dollars and we're like oh hard bargain but all right you know what i mean yeah that's it That's the last way you can still. Yeah. That's still thrill seek. Right. Through retail. Right. You know, that's it. That's it. You can't go into a record store. You can't go into a
2: record store. Don't don't expect to have a good fucking time.
1: I'll tell you, like, uh, you know, friends, like, will want to go into like vintage shops and stuff when we're out of town, and I'm like, I don't even want to go because I know what these people got this stuff for, and more power to them. I hope they get five hundred dollars for that Akira shirt or whatever, but like. I'm not going to pay it, and it doesn't thrill me to see, like, a curated collection like that. I just want to find it in someone's barn. Right. You know, in the same way that I just wanted to find a cool record, just sitting at the end of a bin, unloved, sitting there for 20 years. But it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. It is a shame.
2: Death of a fucking hobby. Sure.
1: I mean, yeah. The things that we love slip away more and more each day.
2: Yeah. That's a sad reality (laughs) of this existence. Like I said, man, it's only going to get worse from here on out. You think this is bad, just fucking wait. Just got to find other things to make you happy, Dude, I Dude, I can't tell you how hard we're going to get checked in the next 50 years. I, th- I think, I think I, most like, people I, are in concurrence. Like, like, I, no, I don't think most people even fucking have any idea. I think
1: the, the experts. The experts I, I all concur. I don't think any
2: people have any idea how hard we're going to get fucking checked before a lot of people listening to this are fucking dead. Yeah, that's probably true certainly before your kids are dead, they're going to thank you for bringing them into the fucking hell world where there's no goddamn records, affordable records they can fucking buy. Right? Yeah. There's nothing they can enjoy. And that won't even be
1: the first of their problems.
2: Yeah, but it's like the you know, the only respite they might have. Right, sure. Right? Yeah. And they're fucked. Not anymore.
1: <laughs> okay, let's get into the queue. Let's listen to some music. Uh, so first up, we've got Wishy with Paradise. This was sent in by Reuter. This is a band out of Indianapolis in, who until very recently was known as, uh, Mana, but, uh, Mana is a very well known and popular Mexican band. That's been like running mm. for 30 years or something. Mm-hmm. So they had to change their name. That one could have, that they really could have done a quick fucking Google search on that yeah. one. Right. A real quick one. Uh, but this is their new release. I've heard nothing but good things about this band since they dropped their, uh, first EP back in June. It's like, I think it's some indie rock dr- kind of dream poppy indie rock stuff. Then we've got silver car crash with shattered shine. This was sent in by TJ. I think he sent it in a while back. It's guys from a bunch of Pittsburgh hardcore bands you know and love playing music that isn't hardcore. I think this is also some like uh, indie, garagey indie rock stuff. Then we have got uh, spread joy with two. This the last was last
2: sent- album was great. uh
1: with the last spread joy record yeah yeah it is so um so this is their uh new record just came out in may but i haven't gotten around to listening to it this was sent in by ethan um said you know it's just really catchy stuff from chicago yeah sure that's that's a that's a nice basic catch-all way to describe this it is indeed very catchy mm-hmm. then we have got uh claimed choice with their new seven inch
2: well didn't we have this on ba- earlier this year like closer to when it released what claim choice yeah it was certainly in the queue
1: uh, it was definitely in the queue. This uh, this seven inch fucking rules. I know.
2: Well, that's we both know it fucking rules. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We both know it rules. But and I, I thought it was already on the show way back when. I'll double check uh, in the interim while we're listening to some other stuff to make sure that we didn't already have it on the show. If we did, you know, whatever, we'll admit it. No big deal. Um, this was sent in by uh, Derek. Yeah, this is some. This is yet another band in the wave of contemporary always shit that fucking rocks. Um, then we've got Such Cruelty with Coward. We've had this band on the show. Uh, I believe we had their EP on the show maybe earlier this year, I want to say. Like some heavier, maybe beat-down-leaning stuff that we had a surprisingly few mean things to say about, I think. Hmm. It's a band from Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, I remember
2: and, looking at these guys. Yeah,
1: and this one was uh, sent in by Nathan, who plays in the band, who thanked us for our relatively kind words the first time around and wanted to see what we thought about this one. Yeah. Uh, then we've got one. Oh man, this is a this is a Don't release. Yeah, it's a, this is a new release on Grimestone. Uh, Dracilda, fool uh, with a very Um So this was sent in by Vince, who wished us good luck on pronouncing the name or any of the names of the song. You know, that it looks Finnish, Scandinavian of some sort. Yeah. Um, it's on Grimestone, so it's black metal. Uh, then we of have a certain of, of a, cer- a certain uh, Ill. Of, of a certain Ill. Sure, yeah. Right. Um, then we've got Mary Bell with uh, Cerbero. This is a band out of Paris. It was sent in by Jay, who says they play some kind of garagey post punky shit with touches of like '90s grunge in there,
2: which sounds potentially interesting. I hope so because right now it looks what it looks like is horror punk.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could look like Horror film for if sure. If it wasn't for
2: the wiper shirt up top. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, through a, through a certain lens, sure, yeah. Right. Um, then we've got uh, the new Am- uh, Ambananda with uh, Tsunami. This was sent in by Matthias, uh, who is you know our our go-to sweetest correspondent now this band just came up on our patreon series because i talked about european hardcore Mm -hmm. on the last episode we're doing year in hardcore 1996 and uh the umea scene is a scene that i didn't get around to talking about but i did name check so i talked about this band and refused and final exit just in passing all
2: you listen to all we listen to from you is hate thousand stuff
1: Oh, uh, that's not true at all. That's pretty close. That's not true. We listened to three 8,000 bands, and I think I brought like fourteen bands to mm-hmm. the to the show. So, just once again, everybody pulling the curtain back a little bit. Nate lies on this show a lot. I do not. He says a lot of lies on here. Um, so this is the uh, this is the new one from Abhinanda. and uh, Matthias said he honestly doesn't know what to say about it, mm. uh, but he doesn't have anything good to say about it. He yeah. just. He just kind of wanted to just be like, hey, this is a Swedish band with a long legacy. They just reunited. They were seen as, like, you know, a pillar of the Swedish scene back in the day. Right. And they just released this new thing.
2: Now they look like happy old men in their pictures. You know, have
1: at it. Which sucks because, like, the art is cool. You know what I mean? Like, looking at this, I wouldn't immediately think, like, oh, this is going to suck. I would think, oh, Abhinanda has a new release after however many years. Let's check it out. doesn't look too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have got real people with their tour tape. This was sent in by Pete. And uh, then last up, we have, we've got Psychic Void with Cemetery Eyes. This is a band from Windsor, uh, Ontario, uh, who play some iteration of alt-rocky, alt, punky stuff, I think. This was sent in by Vinny. Uh, my friend, Maddie, just played this band's uh, record release show, I think, for this record, uh, like, about two or three days ago or something, and had good things to say about them. And I saw some live videos, and it sounded good. So let's roll the dice to see what's up first. All right. Eight. Okay, 8 is the new uh, Abinanda record, Tsunami. Um, let's just listen to the title track. Uh, so we're going to listen to Tsunami off the 7-inch uh, of the same name by Abinanda from Sweden. Tsunami off the 7-inch of the same name by Sweden's own Abinanda. Um, I'm just going to say I recommend going back and listen to the first two LPs, Senseless and the Self-Titled. You can probably skip the Rumble from 1999. It's not this bad, but uh, I think the writing was on the wall a little bit with that one, that these boys had other ideas. They wanted to incorporate new, exciting, and different sounds into their into their hardcore approach.
2: Well, now they're incorporating... Old, boring, uninteresting sounds. They were doing the same thing
1: in 1999. Just uh, They were uh, they were still youthful enough that it maybe felt a,
2: a little bit more charming. You yeah. know what I mean? But the baby has grown old. So this is a band I've never really paid much attention to. Yeah. I got the Unbroken split. Sure, yeah. Right, and that's it. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We said it before. We don't love you for what you've become. No. Right? We love you for what you were. That's very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not interested how you've grown yeah. in 25 years or 30 years. We're not interested in your mature sounds. Nope. We're not interested in any any of that whatsoever. What do we want? Yeah. Right? Yep. And if that's fine, like, whatever. Sure. Get, you know yeah, what I mean? Got, do Play your fucking music. That's speed. fucking rad, man. Speed, man. That's fucking rad. Go have fun. Play your music. But, like, this appeals to literally fucking no one.
1: Yeah, other yeah, you're 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 likewise fifty five year old friends. You know what
2: I mean. It's just like, but even is, they, but even they're not yeah. fucking giving a shit when this stuff is played at a show. No, of course right? not. Of course what not. they want to hear, right. you know, what they want to hear is stuff off a of senseless. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right? Yeah,
1: for sure. This is a far cry from uh, middle parted floppy haircuts and fat black X's and XL Earth Crisis. It would be like it would you know? be it
2: would be like if if fucking. Paul McCartney and fucking Ringo Starr, yeah, discovered Candlemass, <laughs> yeah, right, sure, and did like a re like George Harrison is still alive, right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the three surviving members of the Be- uh, of the of the Beatles discover Nightfall by Candlemass, right? And they get together and, and like... they get together in nineteen ninety three, yeah, right, yeah, right, and they're like, hey, you know what? Let's try this. Let's sure. see how our how our old ass friends yeah. that know us and love us,
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, right from the sixties,
2: right. like this yeah. <laughs> for
1: sure. Yeah, at best, people are just paying you lip service, man. Right? No one really likes. No this. one fucking likes it. Yeah,
2: and I mean, it's it's you know whatever. Also, my
1: contention with this kind of stuff is it, it always remains the same. Just use a different fucking name, even if
2: you're yes, the same yes, guys, right? Just use their name, dude. How
1: many different per- permutations of the same seven to 10 people have we all been in bands with together or whatever that are distinct sounds with the same general lineups, but therefore Different bands. Right. You know what I mean? You can be all the... And here's the thing. It's not even fully original members. It's like two or three original members and like a different drummer or something, yeah. I want to say. So you're not even the a fully original uh, original band. Just do a different band, make the same gay ass music, just call it something else, (laughs)
3: yeah. Like, and then
1: I'll just give you a like tip of the hat and like, hey, not for me, but God bless, right? Whereas with this, I'm just like, look, man,
2: what did they fucking did did they fucking get like a ace of bass in there at some point, too? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's just like, dude, you're a floppy hair, straight
1: edge hardcore band from the mid 90s. That's what you were. Now you guys are 50, probably not straight edge anymore, certainly not a hardcore band anymore. Just use a different name. Right. Do a different band. Because
2: the only people that, literally the only people that remember you. Yeah. Like, like, or your age exactly yes,
1: that's <laughs> yes, for sure. Or or if there are any young people that are getting into you, they're people who are connecting with the classic the, material. The classic and material don't want this right. on any level.
2: Right, so. right. Like this is not going to draw anyone's curiosity. No, not at all. Man, no. Right. <laughs> just and it will never ever be worth fucking nine thousand dollars. Certainly, it
1: certainly will not. No, it certainly will not, dude. Honestly, the record collecting thing, like what you've talked about. Has actually made me think about like liquidating my collection just to just be like, I'm never gonna buy records like I used to anyway because I can't go out and find them. The thrill is gone. Why not just make the fucking twenty grand off of these and just buy a house? You know what I mean? It's just like
2: the the thing is, you can't.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Every that's time I the, think
1: about it, I'm like, the, why, "Why don't I just get rid of this?" And then the I'm like, ah. like, like, you can't." Yeah, right? I know.
2: I know. I'm, I'm have. I'm a, paralyzed by my own mind. I, I actually have. A, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say what it is. Yeah, but I have a recently uh, purchased, uh-huh. um, album. Okay, by a pretty hype band. Uh-huh. Right, that I'm waiting to see what it sells for because I might actually sell it because I'm like, I can give a take it. I
1: got a. I, yo, I have a couple. I got a couple in the mix that let's just say I didn't think that they would reach this height yeah. in price. And they are also fairly recent acquisitions, we'll say last five years. yeah. And uh, I have a feeling that those prices won't remain that way See, even, even five years later. So I could just go back and, and reacquire them for the prices I probably bought them for in five years. But right now I have you know like a rare variant that I could get like 300 bucks for. Right. And it's just sitting on my fucking shelf yeah you know what i mean i'm just yeah, like I mean, eh. and, and that's a slippery slope it right? is a
2: slippery slope but it's like it's a slippery slope i mean yeah. then you just become a fucking scumbag <laughs> right yeah. but yeah, yeah so i'm waiting i'm waiting to see you know I'm like, oh, it would be the only record i've ever sold if yeah. i did if i do sell it. i the only right re-
1: i i i, I saw so, i've i've sold off some records but not like sh- shit i truly truly don't give a fuck about um Okay, though that sucked. Uh, it's it sucked even if it was not Abananda, and shame on you for calling it the name of your old, long dead, straight edge hardcore band. Um, uh, what's next? One, one is Wishy with Paradise. Like I said, recently, recently changed their name from Mana to Wishy. Everybody loves this band. Uh, this is the first single off of an upcoming uh, five song tape. I don't know if it's getting a vinyl release, but um, yeah, f- upcoming five song EP that comes out on December 15th. This is the song Donut by the band Wishy off their record Paradise from the band Indianapolis, or from the city Indianapolis. Yeah. was the song Donut by the band Wishy off of their upcoming record Paradise. This is this falls right into this pocket that we've described on the show before where it's a band who both the personnel and the people that they make music for primarily fall into a group of folks that probably would not like neither you nor myself, but whose music I nonetheless enjoy quite a lot.
2: Why wouldn't they like him?
1: Think of what kind of guys we are.
2: I know why they wouldn't like me. is because I'm old. Yeah. Uh, I, you know. Well. Because I'm old and I'm mean. Think,
1: do you think that's why? Because you're old and you're mean? Yeah, yeah sure. I would right. say more of the I, latter. I'm so
2: far out of their fucking demographic. Yeah, I would say more the latter. Right. I, they
1: wouldn't like me because, I don't know, largely for the same reasons. I come off like a, a pompous cocksucker. That's okay,
2: because I don't like them. Because you know why? Yeah there's Crocs in the mix, never in a million fucking. <laughs> no, for sure. We talk about please. if it was the last fucking shoe on earth. No, never.
1: I agree. I'd go barefoot. At least barefoot, I'm yeah. fucking toughening my feet I, up. Right, I'm exactly. living like an animal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The 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 Crocs forever soft. Yeah, the forever the, losing the absorption of Crocs into like broader fashion as like a thing where people think they're actually like a choice that they're making when they're putting it together. An outfit is really shameful and it's deeply upsetting. And but it went it's, from irony to just pure yeah, shame. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I uh, culture has moved past me beyond me. It continues to flow around me I as, I remain, as I remain, as I remain just an unmoving rock in the middle of the stream. So what can I do about it? But uh, I thought this song was really, really fucking
2: good. I'm, I'm on the fence. It had, a, it had a nice density to it. Yeah. Like, the mix, everything was, like, right fucking, like, together in the mix. Yeah, for and sure. And it gave it, like, an MBV sort of density to yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. noisiness. Sure. Um, that I liked. I'm just not totally 100% sold on it because this is teetering right up to, like, this teeters right up to, like, a pro line that other bands that we sort of have sat in the fence sort of have kind of crossed over. Sure yeah you know what I mean, yeah, 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 and good for them, whatever, yeah, you know that's how you that's how you get famous with the kids, sure, right, but like I don't know when it, when it this sounds great on recording, yes. Boy, I think you'd have to have a really dialed in fucking like stage setup to really get this.
1: Yeah, for sure. You you have you, you got <clears throat> a big pedal board and some vintage amps yeah. and you're playing at 10. Yeah, and, for sure.
2: Yeah, and and I just I don't know, man. This this this, this right up to a fucking pro line where this stuff kind of sort of starts to lose me. This this to
1: me is like the final this is the final stop before you can lose me for sure. But to me this doesn't sound any more pro than than a Wednesday or like the early snail mail material or anything no, like that. No, but you know?
2: I think that I, I think just that material would be I guess Easier, easier to translate into like like I feel like snail mail. Yeah, I could see that, and, and here here I am, man. Because I don't give a fuck about like going to bigger shows. Sure, yeah. I'll never go see snail mail. Yeah, at this point, certainly right? not. No. S- never go see fucking Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but I feel like because you know, I mean, unless and, and, unless you're like you know, I I don't I don't I don't fucking know. Unless it's like uh what uh, you know, fucking a big death metal band. Sure, yeah. I'm not walking into a club. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not walking into a club, a big club to see a, a, any fucking hardcore adjacent band. Sure. Um, and uh, I'm not walking into a club really to see indie bands, into a big club to see an indie band. Yeah. Um, I feel like snail mail, that could be pulled off in a fucking smaller, private, sort of like smaller basement affair. Sure, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right, which just is more to my interest. Right, yeah. I don't think you could do that faithfully here. I think you could. I, I think know. you could. You just have to really have it dialed in. Yeah. I would like to see this band live for sure. I don't know. And I, see how they do. I don't know. I, I thought may, this was Maybe. Good Whatever. I, I thought it was okay. I'm on the fence about it. I'll probably never actually like dig into it. Yeah. If I, it's on, cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, this uh, hit this, this all the sweet spots for me. I thought it was really, really good. Like I said, I think it's probably right yeah. before right before you cross over in the line of maybe being a little too polished or too accessible for me but i thought this was really really fucking good
2: honestly honestly yeah it's no no fucking joke yep right if we had sensible functional fucking footwear yeah i'm in
1: <laughs> well at least you're at least you're like transparent about your prejudices right. you know what i mean i think if if we can speak to if we can speak in our own defense on this show at all Our prejudices, our biases, they're not hidden. We're not obfuscating. We just come right out and say, hey, we're guys who judge books by their covers all day, every day. It's what we do. I see people in public. I say stupid haircut, stupid shoes, stupid outfit. Looks like a fucking goon. Looks like a moron drooling on themselves. Dumb fucking shirt. Any number of things. buying Uh Buying stupid soda too much Mountain Dew in that car would never would kill you would kill you. If I had my finger on the button, that's just how I move through my day. Right? So at the very least, we're being clear about the things that make us not like bands. Yeah. And sometimes it's something as small as just somebody choosing to wear the dumbest shoes you've ever seen Dude, in your it,
2: life. Dude, it's sometimes, yeah, the dumbest shoes you've ever seen in your life, a stupid ass fucking haircut. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Because I'm that much of a fucking prick. Absolutely. I, I don't, you know, but, but you know what? I'm not of an age where I want people to see me or know who I am or anything sure. like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could, if I, I would be perfectly happy to live as the invisible man. <laughs> So that said, I still really
1: like this band. We'll definitely check out the rest of this when it comes out, and I can also see this band getting very big very quickly. Probably, you know what yeah. I mean? Like for sure, this is very accessible music. No matter where you'll where you sit, you can be a a guy like me with the uh, hate breed tattoos and like this, or you can just be an overall wearing like, cool indie rock kid, and you're gonna like this too. I imagine this band will probably get fairly big. Yeah. Um, all right, what's next? All right, seven. Okay, seven is uh, real people. This was sent in to us uh, by Pete from the UK, who said they maybe started a little bit more on the hardcore end of things and have leaned more punk as they've gotten as they've moved along. And uh, that their songs have also gotten progressively shor- shorter as
2: they've moved along, and he has uh, enjoyed the whole ride. Did we have this band here before? I don't know. The art looks somewhat that, that familiar. That art from, the, from the Life Without a Head cassette from 2020 kind of looks it familiar? It does look familiar-ish. Whatever. We've seen so much fucking bullshit. That's the thing. Literally
1: man. literally thousands of fucking bands. My brain is just, it, it no longer retains any of it. Right. Um, so he didn't suggest a particular song or anything. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. The first song uh, is an intro. Let's just listen to songs two and three back-to-back because they're only 45 seconds long. Yeah. Uh, that way we get, like, an adequate sample size. So we're going to listen to Counter Agent and Disguise Labs by real people off of their tour tape.
3: All right. Someone else.
1: the songs Counter Agent and Disguise Labs by Real People off of their tour tape. This is a a rare instance where I'm like, I'm left wanting more than is on offer here. Um, I'm all for the abridged songs in principle, but with this kind of song, I just don't know that 45 seconds is enough to make your point. Especially
2: that second song. That
1: second song particularly, like there are good ideas here. I like the riffs. This is broadly in the... Call it like the the Australian diaspora. It's, ver- it's you know very I mean? it's very close. Even right? the people in the band, like you look at this like lo-fi picture, and they got like fucking mullets and like yeah. leather jackets. It's you know it's I mean? very like, close.
2: It's like uh, you know an American. It's like a Goner clone of an Australian band. Yeah,
1: exactly right. This is this is uh, this is Gonerfest core for sure. Which. Hey, look. Goner puts
2: out plenty of shit I like.
1: Yeah, yeah, tons of stuff. Mostly stuff that I like. You know, they, they don't have a whole lot of missteps. And we have uh, sucked on the nuts of many uh, a, go- a, go- a Goner core band on this show. I mean, generally, we like stuff like this. And I didn't dislike this, you know? This is also a tour tape, so I think that accounts for some of the, like, hyper-low fidelity. I've recorded on a Tascam 424, and, like, it's notoriously hard to mix those tracks down, so that explains why you're getting a lot of right-side vocal and it's kind of buried in the mix. It's it's really hard to predict what you're going to get mixing on a Tascam like that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this was, like, appropriately lo-fi. There were good riffs. Uh, It was, like, appropriately... Uh, laissez-faire and nonchalant Mm -hmm. kind of uh, hands off in its approach that said you know this is like I just this is another like we say this about so much stuff Uh, what we were just talking about just the exposure point that we're at with music in general is just like I just need more from this because the good stuff in this lane is so so good and I've already I latched onto it years ago and I'm still rocking with it you know what I mean like the GTs of the world I'm still the satanic togas of the world. Whatever. I think
2: satanic togas just have a new release too. Yeah, they did. So
1: I am still listening to those bands and like they're still putting out good material. So new bands in this lane, I just need I need you to really put forth a a real top tier effort. And I thought that
2: this was just pretty good,
3: you
1: know?
2: I'll tell you I like this better than Wishy. Okay. Um I like the lo fi of this. I like the fucking Lazer Fair, could could give a fuck. I'm with you on the uh I like especially that second track. Yeah man, you could easily go for another minute. Yeah, very you much so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like make that a real song instead yeah. of just an idea. Sure. Because that was a good idea. I agree. And when it ended, I was like, well, that's it?
1: Yeah, because it had, like, when it was when it was kind of at the beginning of it with the delivery and stuff, it had kind of an institute feel to it, which mm. I felt was actually kind of a nice, yeah. uh, they went left instead of right at the fork with that one, which I was like, oh, okay, this is an interesting idea. It's a little bit different than I would expect. And then it was forty-five seconds long, so there's no chance to iterate further upon that idea. Right. Which, like, I get again, like on a conceptual level, I understand the appeal, but like, it just, I just want more from. This, I don't know. Uh, know.
2: At least with some of those shorter songs, especially if you want to keep keep comparing them to like the fucking Aussie bands and stuff, like, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end.
1: Yeah, I mean, GT like short songs but homeboy packs a
2: lot and that into those songs. that second song just felt felt like the middle of a song. Yeah, yeah, very much so, right? Very much so. Um so yeah, I like this. I like the lo-fi of it. I like this this is just more where I'm at. You know why? Cuz I'm fucking I'm fucking done. I'm done with the uh the, the the museum piece fucking hardcore. Yeah. I'm done with that. Give me the filth, give me the basement, give me the freaks, give me the weirdos. Sure. Right? I'll tell you what else too. Just looking at them? Yeah. I bet you there's a couple of boots People got boots on. People got fucking shoes on.
1: <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, sure. There's real. Right. There's real footwear
2: in the mix. There's real footwear.
1: There's no doubt about that. You know I mean? I I'm have. sorry, man.
2: I, dude, dude, I'm just. I'm not. I'm done. <laughs> right. I see. I see. I see you in public with Crocs on. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. 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 You're huh? done. I, like, I don't give a shit if you. You know. But like, for me. Yeah. I, I, you're done. Yeah. Right. Cemented. Right. You just, you you, this is, this is how you think of yourself.
1: Yeah. You've learned everything you need to know about that. Right. Person, this right? is how you fucking think. It's like it seeing so. a juggalo. Yeah. It's like maybe, you know, but I'm never going to investigate further to find out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, you've yeah, told me it, so but much. But for
2: like a different reason. A
1: different reason for sure. But I'm just saying similarly, just like a kind of a, a full stop no go. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, no, I'm good.
2: Right.
3: Yeah.
1: I, I wouldn't say I'm that firm on it because I know and love some people. Who wear Crocs?
2: I do too. I don't give a shit. I'm done with them. <laughs> okay, all right. You're taking a hard stance. Yeah, I unless that. it's occupational, right? Sure. You're yeah. busting your ass in the kitchen. Fucking put them on. Sure, sure, sure. Nurses wear. I'm sure it makes sense. You get the fucking puke and the shit and stuff. Right. Yeah. You're walking around. Just get them off. Throw them away. Who cares? Sure. Get a new pair. Right. Yeah. Didn't soil my boots or my expensive shoes. Right. Right. Got rid of this disposable bullshit. But if you're going out in actual fuck in the actual fucking world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah, if Crocs are your stepping out shoes. I hope, we got I, a big problem. I hope you step into the land of nails. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, <laughs> what do we got next?
1: Four. All right, four is uh, the new Such Cruelty track. Coward, like I said, this is a band from Greenville, South Carolina, who plays some, some heavier hardcore. Uh, let's see what it's all about. We're going to hear Coward by Such Cruelty. That was a song Coward by the band Such Cruelty from Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, so I think as we observed the first time around, these are some youngish folks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Late teens, early 20s. Maybe caps out at like 22, 23 if I had to guess just mm-hmm. by looking at them. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, they're playing a style of hardcore that's very hot right now. And kids love it, man. Beat down. Inspired, yeah. right? not like strictly beat down hardcore, but beat down inspired. Uh, the children of Tsunami, right? Yeah. You know, the children of Volcano. There are a lot of bands, bigger bands that are doing stuff like this, and therefore you have a lot of lower, like just uh, or local level bands that right. are sure. imitating it because it's easy. It's easy to imitate. It's fun in a live setting when you're a young person and mm-hmm. you're just having a good yeah. time. And the thing that I, I will say, even though this style of hardcore isn't super appealing to me, a you know pretty well executed. At least you're playing blast beats. Hats off to you there. You know yeah. what I mean. And, that, and, you
2: haven't you haven't totally fucking shed, you know everything that is sort of interesting in favor of just chugging along, right? Yeah, yeah, and inspiring kids to fucking you know sure spin.
1: And I will say the thing about like younger bands who are kind of. Co-opting the the beatdown style stuff and playing it with some degree of fanfare on a local or regional uh-huh. level is that it really defangs this stuff in a way that I find fun. Because you <laughs> yeah, get yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. it takes the flat bill fucking goatee shit out of it right. and just makes it a bunch of like nineteen year old right. freak right, right, local county right. Right. kids right. who are just like getting down to it and having a good time. Right.
2: Because like Hey, no offense, guys. Yeah, but you were the least menacing yeah. foursome I've ever seen in my for fucking. For sure,
1: life. I'd take them all with one hand behind my back. Right. You know what I mean? No offense. I can't
2: get away from you. I'm yeah. pretty sure I fucking can, and I'm 46 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. I think I could take you all, dude. Pretty but, sure, I'm pretty sure I'd have no problem getting away from the four of you. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> no, no issues at all. So, you know, again, no offense, right? But that's the thing.
1: Is like, I think when like younger kids are playing this kind of stuff, it just It takes a lot of the fucking, like, just, like, the pomp and circumstance that comes with, like, being, like, a lifted truck goatee flat bill guy playing this kind of stuff. It takes it, it just, like, grounds it and takes it back to a grassroots basement level. Yeah, yeah.
2: This stuff, you're right. This stuff in a fucking basement, this stuff sort of, you know, played by younger folks in a fucking basement where, you know, we've got... A fifteen by twenty foot room, yeah, and people, are, or maybe you know, a fifteen by twenty five or whatever, what yeah, yeah, a yeah. small space, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and kids are going ignorant, yeah, right, and you got, and it's just, it's more fun, yeah, than seeing it on a stage, yes, with a thirty-five year old dude, for sure, fat dude, yes, right, with no a beard, way. yeah, yeah, and yeah, a fucking yeah. hat, like like a flat brim on, fuck that, like dude. barking at you, yeah. And like, dude, you are you. You're already, you're you're literally already on fucking cholesterol pills, <laughs> and you're thirty four years old. Yeah, 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 sure. Right. Yeah, no. Like, doubt. you're already taking you're already taking this sh- like like maintenance medication for your heart. Right. And you're thirty four years old. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, the, it's just that shit sucks. Here's the thing. I saw at that show. Yeah. There were some bands playing the modern metallic beatdown which is basically just completely it, it is the it is a, an extremely reductive version. Yeah. For right? Sure, yes. Uh, of hardcore. Right, yeah. Um and we talked a lot about uh you know when we 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 talked about um, um commitment records. Sure, yeah. How like a lot of those bands take the worst like they take the they get the worst parts of fucking like eighties youth group Yeah, yeah, yeah. They exactly. pay attention to the worst parts of that shit. Yep. Totally. And a lot of these fucking modern modern sort of metallic beatdown bands that are basically just only focused on chung, Yeah. They also lose they, they 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 miss the point. Yes. 100%. They 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 lost the fucking thread. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I mean kids I at least for me, you know, because kids seem to fucking like going back and forth and shit and, and side to side and, and fucking all that sort of stuff. But like, I don't know, musically, yeah. It's just the the thread is fucking lost. Yeah, I would agree. You know? I would agree for sure. So, you know,
1: I thought that this was a, a really competent version of what it's doing. It's not something that really Interest
2: me on it, any it level held, it held on to enough yeah actual like like metal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly to to at least you know say oh yeah we definitely watch this in a basement yeah exactly if this is if this is and also because i assume these dudes are like you know squirrely fucking younger folks yeah right? yeah yeah for sure but you know if this is a fucking group of like fucking like you know Thirty-five to forty-five year olds. No way, dude. Not not even close. I won't even book your band. Nope. Yeah,
1: and in that case, no, for sure,
2: not at all. All right. Also. Everybody, please take better care of yourself. Please. I know it's very difficult in America for yeah. us to watch our weight and take care of ourselves, but my God, stop treating yourself like shit.
1: Yo, stop hitting the vape pens. Stop it. Stop. Stop doing that. You, the you dabs. have no
2: idea what the fuck is in that. Stop. Doing at least it. we know what's killing you in cigarettes. Yeah. Stop smoking. Stop vaping. Stop take doing Take better doing the care dabs. of yourself because if you're going to write lyrics like this, yeah, you ought to at least look like you could bring it. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree entirely. All right. <laughs> All right. What's uh? What's next?
1: Six. Six is psychic Void Cemetery Eyes this just came out a few days ago well uh, it came out on October 6th but the, rec- the record release was a few days ago um, I was told that every song on this ripped but that uh, the submitter's favorite song was the man which also happens to be the song they have queued up so uh, evidently psychic void would agree with you so we're going to listen to the man by psychic Void off of Cemetery Eyes yeah. That was the song "The Man" by Psychic Void off of their recently released record "Cemetery Eyes." So I shit you not, I had not actually looked at the art with any like discerning eye. I had just glanced at mm-hmm.
2: it. I'm looking at the art, right?
1: I, I have now, but before I looked at the art, what I was gonna say about this Dude was jerking off? No, no, no. <laughs> what I was gonna say about this because I hadn't looked at it really at all. Like I just right. glanced at it, and then I opened it up after I had already formulated the sentence in my brain. I was gonna say. This is amateurish line drawing of a flower, a chain, and a stiletto core. And then I looked at the art. and There's a flower and a chain, no right, stiletto, right? right, right, right but right. that could that could be in the mix, right? So,
2: so I, the artwork is pretty good. But artwork is th- pretty good, yeah. Th- th- this art, it looks like it maybe also a little plus obvious plus head ins- inspiration. Sure, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this style uh-huh. is is starting. It's it's. Past the crest, yeah, we're, absolutely. We're, we're on the back nine with this style of fucking. We yeah, we are, man.
1: It's just like you know, we've said it about some other bands featured recently that are playing this this kind of stuff.
2: Look, this is good. You know what I mean? Like this. Well, is, I this mean, is, yeah. So this, I thought this was pretty good. Yeah, I would call this. I don't want to call it this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there. Uh, yeah. Post chain. Yeah. Po- this is
1: post chain. Yes, this is post chain. That's a good point. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Post chain. Um, yeah, we're in a different, we're in a new and less exciting era. Uh, yeah, this is, this is post chain punk, I guess. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's bib core, it's bib core, gag core gel core. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm. like, it's, it's one, it's one syllable band core. Right. Um, it's
2: a longer, more mature version of spy. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. Sure. Right, 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 right.
1: With just a little bit of spookiness thrown mm-hmm. in. Right. But those, dude, that riff. I don't know how many more times I can hear that riff, man. Yeah. You know, it's just like, dude, yeah. I have heard that riff so many times, and it's a good riff, but it has been just written too many times in the last 3 to 5 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of at my wit's end with it. Right. Um, you know, I I I'll I'll watch a band playing this kind of stuff live pretty much every time and I'll go like, yeah, this is good, but I I f- I find my enthusiasm for it diminishing with each new iteration. You
2: yeah. Know? I can feel that. I can feel that. Like you know, this is like I said, it's post-chain. This yeah. is a little longer. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know what I mean? It's a little it's a little more three
1: minutes and twenty seconds felt a little long. And that gives me pause because I don't know what they're doing with five minutes. On either side of that, because, well, yeah, that, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Because I didn't think the three twenty runtime of this was really warranted. You know what I mean? Like, I think you could have cut a solid minute off of that. Maybe right. repeated some of the parts less times, kind of thing. So I don't know. I don't know that I have <laughs> faith that, <laughs> that Psychic Void's doing uh, all they need to do to keep my attention for five minutes a pop with the tracks. On Here's
2: this. what I hope. I hope it's way more post and way less change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree right? for sure. Yeah. There, like I
1: said, this was this was good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really can't say anything shitty about this specifically. Dude's it's wearing just, a chain in the band piece. He, he is indeed wearing a chain. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I can't say anything shitty about this specifically, but it's just, I think the love affair with it is just kind of... No,
2: for sure. If, if we heard this in 2018 yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever, 2019, sure. Sure, yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. You know what I mean? It's just... Uh, think i've had enough for now i'm tapped out you know i'm yeah, just a little tapped I'm, out. i'm getting pretty close yeah i'm getting pretty close like you better do you better do a lot more with those longer song lengths yeah than uh what we just heard agree right agree all in all not bad see me in 2019 for sure fuck yeah yeah no doubt right yeah it's just you know right um
1: all right what's uh what's next five all right, this is Mary Bell with Cerbero. This is a band from Paris, Gay Paris, France, sent in by Jay, uh, who suggested the 10th track on this. So we're going to hear the song Weather I Surrender by Mary Bell off Cerbero. <laughs> Whether I Surrender by Mary Bell off of Cerbero, real good.
2: That was the that was the best thing I heard tonight.
1: I would agree. That was probably the best. Yeah, that was the best thing I heard tonight. the uh, The Wipers T-shirt and the fro and the photo there is not misleading. No, um, you could hear you could actually, which is this is a rare thing. You could hear some Greg Sage in those riffs. This is really refreshing because it's decidedly on the post punk end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. but. It is totally leaning away from the like cold, distant, reverb laden, right. uh,
2: like very clinical post punk
1: that has been popular the last few years.
2: It was what described grunge. Yeah, and I see at the bottom like grunge, riot girl. Yeah, 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 sure. Right, there is post-punk. that in there. Yeah, yes. that's what it is. Yes,
1: for sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. There's a lot of good stuff going on here. This was uh, this was a really refreshing take on post punk in general to hear it. Mixed with some less likely pairings like Riot Girl and Grunge. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you could hear L seven and bikini kill yeah, and for shit sure. in this one hundred percent. Yes. But it still felt distinctly post-punk, absolutely. Uh, and because of the melding of all those things, it also felt distinctly post-modern. This did not feel like a recreation of one specific scene or era or anything like that. It felt like an homage to many different things. Uh-huh. It, felt off, yes, very it felt current. Yes, it felt very current. It
2: didn't feel like a, a genre exercise. Yeah, exactly, for sure.
1: And now having heard the music I also think that the aesthetic is interesting, and I kind of like. Yes. I like the the counterplay and the juxtaposition of the aesthetic with the music itself.
2: Yeah, I do too. I yeah. do too. It totally works. The artwork, the artwork, artwork works. Yeah. Um. It's not horror punk at all. No. Much to my uh, much to my delight. Yeah. Indeed. In fact, it's the best thing I've heard tonight. Yeah. So. Real? Yeah
1: real good stuff man like it they've a lot. been
2: around for a, a little bit they they've got a f, uh, couple full lengths. Mary bell from 2016 bellatrix uh Bodicea oh yeah they're 2021 their first
1: their f- release is actually january 2015 yeah. Vultures.
2: So, yeah, so they
1: they actually, yeah, they've been around for... They've been a, around for a grip. They've been around for a grip, yeah. Goddamn. All right, cool. Well, this uh, this is a band that has been flying under my radar for whatever reason, uh, but uh, I'm glad that Jay from Cold Bratz sent this our way and uh, amended that. It also makes sense, like, based on just the simple fact that Jay plays in Cold Brats that he would also enjoy this cuz Cold Bratz is another band who I think is fucked around with post punk and hardcore and all of these things uh-huh. in a very interesting yeah. way and uh this even though it's not like Cold Bratz, I think it interest it similarly interestingly incorporates post punk into yeah, a broader sound. I
2: think so too. It's kind of a it's it's a nice mix. Um it's on you can get a a physical copy on Destructure Records. Okay. Um who have uh, what looks to be a very fucked up looking website that they probably <laughs> they would go back and like <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you know
1: the formatting and everything is all fucked up on
2: that man. like you guys you guys really fucked that up yeah you just
1: hire a web designer guys right. hire a web designer right. it's easy enough to do
2: I can't even tell what the hell's going on I truly have
1: no fucking clue how what I'm supposed to click to, in order to purchase something Mary
2: Bell shirts are sick you got the vinyl and shirt bundle yeah God knows how much it is twenty four euros yeah um. But boy, is that website fucked up? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's no good, dude. It's no good. Somebody, somebody at the structure, please go, go fix that. Just hire a guy. Somebody can fix that for you. Yeah, for, for Christ's sake. Yeah, you're selling a product. For the love of God, make that product easily purch- purchasable. Right. Um, but hey, Mary Bell, real good. Going to check out the rest of this record for sure. Mm-hmm. And they give you 13 tracks. Yeah, they
2: give you a, a, an actual fucking record. They give you an actual record. You'll be bored as shit with it by the time
1: you're done. This just came out like three days ago as of the time of this recording. Yeah, That's so. fucking great. Yeah, very good. All right, let's roll the dice one more time and then listen to a few messages. All right. Three. Three. Okay, three is claimed choice. We did not have this release on the show. Um, was I, it in the queue? I don't. That's I, crazy. I searched, and I don't even think it was in the queue.
2: This is fucking good.
1: Yeah, it's really fucking good. Um, if you don't already know, you're about to find out. Both of the songs on this are really good. Uh, the submitter suggested the second song, so you know, just by merit of the fact that he sent this in, I will defer and allow you to make your own decision. That's what we do here. We afford we afford the listener and the submitter a certain degree of agency in the yeah. process, right? So we're gonna listen to sure. uh, so we're gonna listen to uh, La Parte Des Choses. I'm sure that's not how that's pronounced, but I don't speak uh, Frenchy Frenchy perry uh, language, so yeah. I don't fucking know. Oh, two back two back-to-back French stuff. That's dude. right. Look at that. From, right. The French are on top once again. So we're going to listen to the second song off of this by Claims Choice. so So that was uh, La Parte de by Claimed Choice off of their new-ish. This came out in March, so not really, but, you know, new this year. Uh, Self-titled 7-inch. Some of the best of the batch in terms of the contemporary French oi bands, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. It's very straight up. Like, it is decidedly of the French persuasion, but in terms of French oi, this is as, like, straight up traditional as you can really get with it. It's boot-stomping while still being very anthemic, really really catchy chorus drenched leads on this a little, gruff a little
2: poppier than something like like reeks
1: yeah a little bit more poppy for sure but not poppier than something like condor no nope. right like not as post-punk as something like syndrome 81 right this is like just straight up squarely like early to mid 80s french oi in the in the vein of uh camera side lens or something like that Really fucking good, yeah. really good. If you like Oi, you like this. This is one of those no-brainer type of bands where it's just like, yeah, man, they're they're doing a genre so well that if you like the genre, you have no choice but to like this as well. Right. You know, right? I, it's funny. There's a there's like an Oi blog called Creases Like Knives that does reviews of contemporary stuff. They also do like uh, oral histories of older shit, and it's uh, it's cool. Um, but they have a review of this record, and like the only complaint it is not about the record itself. They're like, yeah, the record's great. But in classic like skinhead fashion, the guy's only complaint is that in one of their music videos, they're wearing a uh, slim fit a- MA one flight jackets. Mm. And he's like, I don't think that's the look. I like the classic bulkier. look. Hey, we
2: do that shit all the time. Oh,
1: absolutely. For sure. But I, mean, I love, I love that. He, I mean, yeah, we were just nitpicking Crocs.
2: Right. right. We do that shit all the fucking yeah, time. Absolutely. Of course. Dude. It's right. fucking all I do,
1: day in and day out. But I just thought it was a great, like classic skinhead, like, yeah, you know, this is pretty good, but they don't have a look quite right, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, you know, a fair, a fair, a fair analysis and complaint I mean, to register. Look at that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Yeah, there you go.
3: They
2: got,
1: they got, they, they, they got the casual style on. They got the classic Adidas look with the cuffed jeans and everything. Yeah, those would be, I, I think for uh, firmly
2: in the casuals camp of the mm-hmm. skinhead thing maybe even su- it's the, it's even like, suede heads i uh, would say yeah like so so the only one that actually looks like whoa skinhead right 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 is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is the dude there on the fucking left yeah 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 the sure. rest of them yeah right yeah i don't know Looks like they might be going to South by Southwest or some <laughs> shit like that, right? Yeah. You don't fucking know. Yeah, you don't know for sure, right? Yeah, they might be going to Glastonbury to hang out and fucking do whatever the fuck it is those idiots do there while they fucking look at every great band. All music is good. <laughs> God, how, all music is how good. how envious I am of the all music
1: is
0: good mind, dude.
1: Um, all right, on that, let's uh, listen to a couple a uh, couple voicemails and then call it a night. We're going a little long tonight, anyway, so.
0: Yeah, hi. Um, I was just calling to uh, see if you guys um, are still selling that their vegan that vegan cheese. Um, I heard it's pretty good. I personally, I personally like like a little bit of uh, little real cheese in mine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I personally love to see the suffering of uh, of goddamn sentient creatures because you know, cheese. It was made with real cow. Or is that beef? Goddamn, I can't remember damn thing. Either way, I'll take good ribeye, good little ribeye, uh, something like that. You know. uh, at the end of the day, though, you, know, uh, you can send it to uh, 1444 Top G Avenue.
1: All right. Okay. Not a great call. No. i say a low-quality bit. Yeah, a very low quality bit. You need to workshop that one more, uh-huh. especially with like the Hall of Famers that we got in the mix right. on this show. It's right. just like you are gonna, you are gonna have to come
2: a lot harder. Are you digging at vegans? Are you digging at blood mouths? Yeah, I'm not
1: sure. Who, I'm not. What re- are you digging re- at? I'm not really sure which way you're going with that one. Right. Your premise is is loose and not well defined, and then execution is also pretty lackluster kind of meandering too, which works in the favor of some callers, but usually only the ones who are truly unhinged. Uh, you didn't you didn't strike me as that. You just striked me as a, a guy who was trying a bit but hadn't really workshopped it long enough yet. Mm. So go ahead and workshop it. Come back to the table in a couple months. See what you got. Put it on offer, and we'll give you some feedback on it. Yeah. All right, we got a D. Smokey Johnson call.
0: D. Smokey Johnson here. How's it going? <clears throat> Fuck. <clears throat> Should have cleared my throat before the call. Uh, so maybe a naive question, but let's discuss. How come every time there's a global conflict involving the deaths of hundreds and thousands of innocent people, everyone decides to make it a sports game? I think that's horseshit. That's pretty much it. D. Smokey Johnson headed out.
1: I mean, the sim- the simple answer to that question is because people are simple and they love sloganeering and they love proposing the simplest solutions to the most complex issues you could ever imagine and saying we figured it out everybody we figured it out if you guys would just do this and solve the problem and yeah. it's just like even if you have let's just for a moment just give you the benefit of the doubt and say you've worked it out you've you have figured out a true a, a truly workable solution to a complex multifaceted longstanding global conflict, Yeah, let's say you really have, it doesn't matter. You're not in any, in, in any position that anybody who matters will ever hear it or take heed. And if any of these people who were responsible for the deaths of hundreds and thousands of innocent people listen to reason, we wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. So it's all a bunch of people just screaming at a wall endlessly. And I understand the need, the desire to do so. If you have a strong opinion about this sort of thing and you feel a moral obligation to make that opinion heard, by all means, go for it. I'm not at all saying you shouldn't stand up and speak about the things that you feel are unjust in the world. I think it's one of the, however useless it may seem, however useless it may actually be, it's one of the last bits of humanity, I think, uh, of agency that we can cling to in the postmodern world is at least saying, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. Listen,
2: I don't even think very many people actually care like they say they do.
1: And that's another thing,
2: right? That is another thing. Right.
1: There's an immense amount of pressure in the social media age to have a take and an opinion on every single thing. And I think it's much more healthy to be able to just sit back and say, I can't come to an informed opinion on this. I don't have all the information on this. Therefore, I'm not going to speak about it at all. That's right. That's a fine space to be in. If you're out here and you see your friends on whichever side of the of partisanship they may fall on any particular issue, insisting that you must come to a conclusion and you must have a take. And furthermore, that if you have an idea that you must share it on social media or at large for it to be valid, you don't. You don't have to say anything about anything that's going on at any time. It means nothing. It is a useless gesture. No matter what people around you are saying, it means nothing. Just like it meant nothing to put a black box on your fucking Instagram, Mm to protest police brutality, just like it won't mean nothing when your little Instagram story disappears and there's still innocent Gazans getting mowed down by Israeli fucking soldiers. None of that matters, man. It's fine to not have an opinion and it's fine to keep your opinion to yourself, even if you do have one. I don't know. This is just how people operate. It's how we've always operated. It's an intrinsic oh. component of like human
2: society. Also, I mean, money. Sure. That's why it's got to be a sports team. Yeah. Right. And, and addition... Listen, you're just a fucking dupe. Yeah. You're just a fucking dupe of if course. you're getting all fucking... Flying out of control in this sort of shit, yeah. As if there's an easy fucking answer, right?
1: And in addition, and,
2: and uh, you're just a fucking dupe. You, you, you know, whatever. I don't know, man. Kill them all that gods sort of mouth That's what my old man would have said.
1: I got a shirt that says just that on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, additionally, the amplification of like everybody's voice and partisanship uh, as a result of those things on social media, having these ideas repackaged and sold back to you ad infinitum. I mean, that also increases the degree to which people treat these conflicts like like yeah. sports. Uh, it's just it's just events,
2: you know? It's just it, it's reverberations over and over and over. And it's goddamn awful. Yeah. Right? But take your fucking pick. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, take your fucking pick.
1: And at the end of the day, right? it, it behooves people in power to like continually sell the American people on the endless proxy wars of the United States, too. Well, so
2: that's part I, of it. But as well. I mean, like what I mean by take your fucking pick is like Pick a fucking country, yeah, and uh, what, what what is your cause du jour in that fucking place where sure. people are suffering? Right? Yeah, absolutely, because they're suffering all over. Fuck, right? It's a hell world we create. Yeah, we can't be over fast enough. No. And I don't care who suffers <laughs> along the way.
1: <laughs> I I do I do care. Uh, I do care who suffers along the way. <laughs> I wish it would all cease, but I don't think it's happening. Uh, so I try not to get too worked up about it yeah. if I can help it. Yeah. Um, okay, we got a text from TJ, a follow-up. He said one in Pittsburgh he forgot to mention last time. November 8th, Moleman's birthday bash with, oh, look at that, claimed choice, mm-hmm. concrete elite, no time, illiterates at the rock room. Mm. That's a good fucking that lineup. Is a good- uh, TJ says, currently driving around with all my windows down in 49-degree weather because I recently had a freshly skunked dog in my back seat and it smells like putrid burning ass in here, but blasting something wicked by Bloodlet from their 1996 album In Theogen on the Patreon is the perfect soundtrack to being absolutely fucking miserable. Such a great record. Everyone subscribe to the Patreon right now. Thanks, yeah. thanks TJ, for the plug. I that's, won't say anything else. You, that's a good fucking show, man.
2: Yeah, that is a God really damn. good show. Yeah, thanks, TJ. Go yeah. to that show. Yes, go Tell to us that how show. it was. For sure. Wish I could go.
1: Same. Um, okay, here we have uh, an AI George Costanza stage diving and singing for a hardcore
2: band. Well, yeah, there was one. Uh, uh, Steve was showing me a bunch of like... Um, yeah. More of this shit, but it was like... Uh, it was an Alex Jones one. It was Alex Jones yeah, and stuff. Alex Jones you. is definitely a, a fucking modern beatdown flat-brim dude. Oh, of course, yeah. Right. Uh,
1: somebody posted that in the Demolus and Facebook group, and I instructed them to never post AI in there again. Yeah. Um, the, with So this is a company with the question, are memes the opiate of the masses when it comes to this AI shit? Yes, memes are the opiate of the masses yeah. when it comes to this AI shit. Memes
2: are the opiate of the masses and basically...
1: But in terms of like normalizing a technology that is insidious on a level that neither you or I really has the language to properly articulate, yes, this kind of thing, just making it fun and innocuous and like, oh, look, you're putting your face on a bunch of different bodies. There's a current like trend on social media where it's like using AI, generative AI to like put your face on the body of like a different high school, like, uh, you know, like themed pictures, like you're a high school punk or a jock or whatever. Yes, making it fun and interactive and "quote unquote" funny, which this nope. is not, but a lot of people think it is. You're training the thing that's yes. going to kill us all. Absolutely, this is fully a way to normalize and defang a thing that is like deeply, deeply insidious.
2: Like you, you're gonna, you're training the thing that's going to ruin everything. Yes, absolutely. Right? This, it, it already is. Like it, it's very, it's very um, unsettling for me to look at these pictures. It's baby steps
1: to to apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, don't know if you guys have had any similar experiences, but I had the most egregious experience of being at a show and the headliner band talked nonstop for minutes between songs trying to be funny and preachy. And right before they played their last song, they talked nonstop again. And I timed it and no joke. They talked for 13 minutes straight before wrapping up their set. I've never been so close to walking out. Why did that lasted over an hour? Why wrong. didn't you? I would have left? Uh, there's long no
2: ago. 13 minutes. Well, I dude? don't care who you are. I don't 13
1: care minutes. who you
2: are I That's don't care who you are. Crazy. I don't
1: pick a band. That's crazy. Pick a band. No one for thirteen minutes straight. Nope. No fucking way, nope. dude. Heckle. Start Absol- heckling. Oh, yo, I'm heckling.
2: Make it bad. Once you get or past, leave. Yeah, dude. I mean, fuck, man. Right. Thirteen minutes. Right. Yeah. No way. You got something to say? Spit it out. Get it done. This is a hardcore show. We got to keep it fucking. <laughs> open. Sure. Nobody wants your fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. You know. Go fucking stand on a box in the corner. Absolutely. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, 13 minutes is crazy. No one dude. gives a fuck. Heckle them Yeah, or just leave. Yeah, for if sure. If you don't want to instigate and make it really uncomfortable, yeah, just, then get just out leave. It. Just get out of there, man. Yeah, um, no,
1: no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, my name is Conrad, and I came across your podcast today and heard you guys have my band on. I sing in Total Sham from Kansas City, Missouri. You guys mentioned you would like to have us at the house for a show. If that's something you're serious about, we'd love to talk about arranging that. Hey, yo, thanks for uh, listening. Glad you enjoy the show. Total Sham is very fucking sick. I no longer have the house at my disposal, but I am still booking hardcore shows. Uh, until such a time that I come into a more permanent spot, it's a little bit up in the air, but I do have more options opening up every day in town. So, yeah, just uh, shoot, me, shoot me a DM or something like that if you have a specific date in mind. And even if I can't do something for you, I have a lot of other people in the area that probably can. Bloomington is popping. Indy is popping. Evansville has its own thing going on. Uh, there are other people here in Fort Wayne that can book something for you if I'm out of town or can't do something on a particular weekend. So yeah, uh, hit me up and I would love to book something for you guys or at least help you out because your band is very good. Um, and final text, uh, do you guys fuck with Soft Kill? I do personally, Nate. I don't think that you listen to that band. No, um, I, don't think, I don't
2: think I've don't think i ever heard them.
1: softkill has been around for a grip. Soft yeah. Kill... Uh, I think their demo came out in like 2010, and uh, they very much preempted the current wave of post-punk shit, like the last five years. I would say so. Soft Kill is probably one of the bands that helped usher in the current wave of kind of sure. cold reverb-y post-punk shit. Yeah, um, they definitely helped helped usher in a lot of the imagery that has gone al- along along mm-hmm. with that too, like fucking, like I don't chains and stilettos and right. stuff like that, like. They have a really strong aesthetic, a very strong visual presentation. They are some of the OG, like, right. face tattoo hardcore guys right. pivoting to post-punk Like the Dead guys.
2: Kids demo. Look at that fucking artwork yep. and tell it, me that's not exactly what, Yes, you know. Yep, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Right. Super good band. Still very good today. Yes, I fuck with Soft Kill heavily. Uh, I have to imagine a lot of our listenership does at this point. They are... Uh th- they are a very well known band but surprisingly not nearly as big a band as I would assume they would. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's some of the personalities involved. I know we have a bunch of mutual friends. I think homeboy who sings for that ba- sings for that band maybe did a bid prior to the band starting. So, you know, I don't know what the politics are of that band being not as big as they should What's be. What's their but stance on the Palestinians versus the Israelis? Well, there you go. That's that could be it right there. Well, right. let's find out. <laughs> let's everybody de- soft kill. We're gonna make them, make, make or break them right yeah, now. Yeah, everybody DM soft kill, dude. There was an onion headline. I think that uh, for. Uh it's gonna go down in the in, in history as one of the greats. That was uh, the onion stands with uh, the uh, the onion stands with Israel because it seems like you get in less trouble for that. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, that is that's the classic onion reportage. Like the the text of the story was something along the lines of you know reporting on this sort of uh, sensitive situation requires a level of objectivity uh sensitivity to detail uh and hard nose reporting that we here at the Onion simply have no interest in doing so yeah. we're just gonna say just gonna go s- israel with the safe back <laughs> yeah for right. sure right, right. yeah very very good yeah. <laughs> so um all right let's uh wrap it up nate you got to be up early tomorrow i got to be up early-ish to get some work done before going into my other work so thanks as always to everybody who listens and we'll see you next week